Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men, with whom he is pleased. We the way, 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 we the way. Only one true way, we help you to the way, we follow the way, hallow is the way, Yahweh is the way. Ain't no other way, we sisters in the way, we brothers in the way. Way today, way today, we the way, we the way, way today, way today, we the way, we the way. What's going on everybody? Welcome to the way today. An all new episode is here and Christmas is just around the corner. I'm Rob Hunter. And I am Michelle Calvo, better known as Trigger Preacher. And I am Brother Brantley, your Jesus junkie. And this week is our last regular show of the year. Hallelujah. (laughs) Next week we have a uh, youth-inspired episode where we have the young teens coming in from our church. They're going to speak on what Christmas means to them. And all that good stuff. And we're going to talk about the holidays. And Christmas Eve, we're going to do a live broadcast on Facebook from Common Ground Vineyard Church of a candlelight service. Might be a little dim for you to see, but at least you'll get just in at home. Maybe you're by yourself. Maybe you're overseas and you need uh, to spend time with somebody. We'll be on Facebook for you. Amen. And New Year's Eve, I will have the best of... Interviews. Amen. <laughs> the best of interviews. Not the best of our show, but the best of interviews. And then we come back to you in the new year with some brand new stuff going on. Yes. And it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So here we go with all new episode of The, the Way, Way Today. Today. This is your news station. Our first story in the headline news is charges dismissed against pastor arrested at Spokane Library's Drag Queen Story Hour. Right. I can't even I can't even read that without giggling <laughs> because that's like why are they even in a library doing stuff? Oh man, but but you have a judge in Spokane, Washington, has dismissed criminal charges against a pastor who was arrested for obstruction while trying to protest. A drag queen story hour oh. at the local library. So I thank God. Charges was dismissed. <laughs> the only issue with the charges being dismissed is the prosecutor is appealing the judge's decision for dismissing the charges mm-hmm. against the pastor. So it's not over yet. The pastor definitely needs our prayers, but I'm going to shoot this out there. Everybody listening, what kind of parent allows their child to go into a library where there's a he she absolutely reading to your children absolutely a she he or a it or I, I don't know what it is I mean we talked about this on other episodes <laughs> not just drag queens but parents are letting um, kids go to after school satanic club yeah nuts I bro mean, right it just shows you that there's a a liberal uh, parenting that's going on that's gone way too far that we're we're letting our kids make choices in their lives right. that they shouldn't be making at their age and uh, 
But that's just creepy. It, it, it's crazy. But let's get that's into some of the. I know we're, we're talking about. I know we might have said something that maybe the viewers don't even understand. And what we are talking about is actually just to recap: is that there is um, at the library they have a drag queen story hour. And so what happens is, before we even talk about how it goes, because I think people really need to understand, you have this woman. Her name was Michelle T. Is it a woman? It's a woman. No, this is a woman who started it. Her name was Michelle T. She started this in, Michelle T. She started it in 2015, okay? And this is what's really sickening, because the events that she was putting together is geared for children's ages 3 to 11. Why that is so important is because we know our Savior stepped on the scene at about around the age of 12, which signifies to us that when a child is born all the way up until at least the age of 11, that is when the most effective training gets implemented and gets into that child's subconscious and automatically rules over just about anything that comes after that. So the enemy knew that if I'm going to corrupt a generation of children, I got to start doing what God told the the Christians to do. And I got to do it on this side by training up a child in the way that I think it should go. And so she's actually targeting children at the age of 3 and 11. And then it's about a host of drag queens who, I can't even say who they is, king queens, whatever, but who read children's books and engage in other learning activities in the public library. Also, to the surprise, in 2015, after San Francisco, Arthur Michelle T, who identifies herself as a queer, okay, now this is a woman. That's a Q. Uh, That's a Q in the alphabet. Right. (laughs) So she imagined an event that was more inclusive and affirming to an LGBTQ family, okay? Now, this is even more sickening because of the funding that she is beginning to get. And as of November 2018, they have over 27 official chapters in cities ranging from Tulsa, Oklahoma, to Bristol, to England. And it has inspired countless official people that is coming out and is joining in this foolishness. This is an attack from Satan on the innocent children. These children aren't even accountable. Absolutely. They, they, if they pass away, they go to heaven. Why is Satan attacking these beautiful little angels, these children of God? This is I'm going to be real. I'm just going to say it. It pisses me off being a father, knowing that parents would allow their child to go in there and listen to something like this. I don't care what they're teaching. Right. I don't If they're teaching the Bible, I'm not letting my kids go to that. I mean, you, you look at Proverbs 8.13, and it says, To fear the Lord is to hate evil. <laughs> So what is happening is to fear the Lord is to hate evil. And what's happening is, to be honest, believers hasn't got pissed off enough. That's right. Because if believers get pissed off enough at this evil, they will begin to do exactly what this pastor did. This pastor stood out there and they were on their way in the library to approach the demons head on to say what you're doing is absolutely out of order and he was willing to go to jail for it. And until we get revolutionary, instead of saying we're so hostile, style we're so this we're so you know you got to love everybody well let me tell you the bible says love must be sincere 
hate what is evil. And that is Romans 12, 9. It starts off saying, love must be sincere. There she goes. I hate ow, ow, what ow. is evil. So if I love you, I'm sincere in hating what is evil. Okay. So because I hate what God hates and I love what God loves, then I come up and I oppose it and I say that Hallelujah. I am truly against it. And so the Bible says that a friend of the world is an enemy of God. And anybody that opposes my father's doctrine opposes me because I am the child of God. And when we get to a point there that we go. stand up and we don't sit down, it's over. And that's where I'm at. Yes. You, I don't care how you look at me. It's the Christ in me, the hope of glory that I stand for and I stand on his principles because ultimately on the day of judgment, we're going to be judged for what did we do as servants of the Lord in the right. battle of the Lord. Use where the church, everybody. That's right. Use where the church. <laughs> everybody can get up. Trigger me, preacher me, is done firing off right now. You, let me tell you what the Bible says, okay? And you can... You guys can write here in front of me. I got every single version of the Bible, the same scripture. Deuteronomy 22.5 NIV says, A woman must not wear men's clothing, nor a man wear women's clothing, for the Lord your God detests yes. anyone who oh, does this. So do I. Let's say yes. the ESV, English Standard Version, A woman shall not wear a man's garment, nor shall a man put on a woman's cloak, for whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord your God. Amen. Let's, let's go to the King James Bible, okay? Oh. No. Let's say almost the uh, the original English version, if you want to call it that. The woman shall not wear which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for they that do are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Amen. Now, that's now, Paul even references that in Romans. Mm-hmm. He references Deuteronomy 22.5 in Romans. He doesn't say the scripture, but he says, we're not supposed to be dressed like the other gender. That's right. The other gender. There's only two. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's right. And, and let me say this. We're we talking about the kids as well. When you go to Deuteronomy 11:19, watch this. This is something that most of us believers, we lack at because of ignorance. Ignorance simply means we simply just don't understand. We didn't have the teaching and the understanding. What is he saying? Deuteronomy 11:19. He says, teach them to your children. What? His laws, his decrees, his commandments. He says, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up so we supposed to be talking to our children day and night about what is truly going on God's commandments God's laws what he expects out of us and expects to do so the Bible teaches us that if we do this and training up our children that when they grow up they shall not stray away and what is truly happening is we're training up our children for the devil and now it's hard to be converted preach Our second story is social media users and Christians call new controversial video game, quotation, I am Jesus Christ, end quotation, blasphemous. A controversial new video game that allows players to become Jesus Christ is being called blasphemous by Christian is social media users. And listen, y'all, when I first, when, when, when Rob first sent this to me as a story, I was already like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I was, I was a little heated first, Rob, when you sent it to me. And then I hadn't even looked at it, right? And then once I started digging into it, I was like, ooh, I just judged that before I, I digged into it. So I kind of felt a little bad, right? So I'm looking at what they saying it's all about. And so what it says is, I Am Jesus Christ is a realistic 
simulator game inspired by stories from the New Testament of the Bible. It gets into old times and follows the same path of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. It's a game that is covering the period from baptism of Jesus Christ into resurrection. And then it says, have you ever wondered to be like him? What it's like to be like him? And privileged and powerful. No, no, hold on. It says, have you ever wondered to be like him? One of the most privileged and powerful people in the world. And I was like, powerful people? Okay. Privileged. Privileged. Mm. Privileged. One of the most privileged. I was like, okay, <laughs> hold on. Because I was getting excited at first, right? You need to read their Bible. Wait a minute. He's privileged. And, and then it says, <laughs> and then it says, then it says, check. Then this is this is how the game plays. It says, check if you can perform all famous miracles from the Bible like Jesus Christ. And it says, it is the stimulation game, and you can try to save the world as he did. Are you ready to fight with Satan? Look at what this thing says. Are you ready to fight with Satan in the desert, exercising demons and curing sick people, or calm the storm in the sea? Go ahead, Jesus Junkie. Let me fire off real quick. I want to play it. (laughs) I'm just going to be real. I want to play it. This game is... To me, this is a a prime example of how we should be living every single day anyways. We should be trying to perform those miracles that Jesus did. We should be trying to calm the storm. We should pray in Jesus' name for everything and know the healing power of Jesus is going to heal somebody. Yeah, but the problem is this. Tell them the problem, bro. What's your problem? The problem is this. Is the game is not a a realistic uh, mirror of what Jesus is because... When you look at the game, I didn't play the game. I was really tempted. <laughs> right. Okay? I want to play it. I was really tempted. But my brother Armando, he sent me uh, the gameplay video, and it shows uh, Jesus. Uh, it's basically you're looking through him, and you see his hands. And you have a meter on the side that is, it's the heart meter, basically. And every time you perform a miracle, the meter goes down. So... <laughs> To me, you're putting a limitation on what Jesus can do. Mm-hmm. Now, that really, I didn't like it. And I and also at the end, it shows him on the cross and he, he dies on the cross. And then they put him in the tomb and the door that the, the, the rock rolls away from the tomb from the inside. You see, wow. and, then, and then the meter goes back up like he's got, <laughs> you know, this power again. But I, isn't that what happened? Wait a minute. Wait a well, minute. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't think there was any limitation on what Jesus could do. Right. I don't think there was any limitation either, but when his heart was broken, he fell to his knees and no, he, he cried blood. No, but what I'm saying is that every miracle that you perform, okay, so one was a guy sitting on the rock and he had an empty basket, and they do... Right. The hands, I saw right? And then there's fish start right. popping up the basket, but the heart meter goes down. Right. So the more miracles you, you decide to do, the, the less... Your heart meter goes Maybe down. it's just a glitch. The heart meter is supposed to go up. Right, no, right. But okay, it, listen. You <laughs> are going go ahead and tell them, there's Rob. A, there's a, it, it's very interesting because there's a line of games that uh, from a uh, company called Telltale, and their whole line of games is a, a like a, Bible based. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. All their games are choice based. Okay. So it's not like you sit down with a controller and you're you know hitting buttons because you're fighting or swinging a sword or mm-hmm. this. It's more like you have to pay attention to the story and then make certain choices as the story goes along. And depending on what you make as a choice, that's kind of how, the... how it's going to be. Right. Now, well, now, with this, I look at it in two ways. Mm-hmm. I don't like it because you're putting a limitation on Jesus. Right. But 
as a believer, like you said, we're able to go on and do those miracles and things like that. And the Bible says that God will never put on you what More than you, you can, can bear, handle, right? right? Mm-hmm. But I've learned that we put some on ourselves right. on top of what God puts on, and then we can't bear it. Now, if we're going out, and I've been taught this also, mm-hmm. it's not our job to help everybody. Mm-hmm. It's our job to help the people that the Holy Spirit leads That's us right. to. Amen. Absolutely. So if I'm going down the road and I see uh, four homeless men, mm-hmm. but the Holy Spirit only leads me to one of them, right. that's the one I'm helping. Right. I'm not handing out miracles like, hey, it's it's you know free miracle day. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's a thing. So it kind of on on if you were just a maybe an apostle in the game, that was doing <laughs> right? Miracles, you had to choose. That probably would have sound right. But when you when you put Jesus and you put a limitation by having a meter right. on what he can do, and I mean because Jesus did everything. Right. If, if, there was only one time in the Bible that he said when the woman grabbed his cloak. And she was healed. Who, who touched me? Right. Who touched <laughs> me? He says, "Now I have to, I have to rest." Right. He didn't have to rest. He was just going. She pulled that virtue out of him. She touched the him, and it it pulled but that nothing, virtue. Nothing pulled out of him. It was more of him. <laughs> he telling Jesus, "Ain't nothing pulled out of yeah, you, Jesus." No, man <laughs> said he had to rest. Right. No, no, no. But he, it was a lesson that was taught. To All us. right. Here's right. my question. Okay. If the heart meter wasn't on there. Right. Oh, I can just perform miracles like Jesus? You could just go around. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. This is what you're supposed to do but in you know every what? single day but life anyway. Play I'm, the game of Jesus every single listen, day of life. Day. Listen, listen, viewers. I'm going to go in a different direction. Now, this is about to mess both of them up, right? <laughs> I'm going to go in a different direction only a little bit because it was something personal that was in there that was like, wow, for a personal group of people. And so I will say that this is for a personal maybe group of people who may feel some kind of way. As I was looking at the reviews, look at um, Hollywood, look at Republican no, Hollywood. He's looking at me, if y'all can see, he's looking like, what? What'd you say? Who are these personal people? Okay. Too much research so, this week. I did too much research. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but let me tell you really quickly that something that had disturbed me when I was watching it. Now, now Rob said it. It was like he saw the basket, right? And he saw the basket with the guy there, right? Right. But if you pay attention, what color was the guy with the basket? White. No. Was he white? No. Uh, see, what color was the guy who was holding the basket with fish? Brown. He was a black man. Looking like he was impoverished. Okay? And I'm going to tell you why I looked at it. He was a black man. He was holding a bucket of fish. And then afterwards, it said something about... um. It says something about, in the clip, when, when Jesus touched it, because he's sitting there with these fish as a black man. Why? What did it signify? The hungry, the poverty, poor black man. Then he signifies that Jesus, that when Jesus touched it, um, what did he signify? It, it signified that it said, no, it, it was something that went across the, the screen, and it says, um, it says something about the man, he helps feed the people. And if you really yeah, go in there and pull it out. No, I, I, you're good. I, I, I'm looking at something. I got a right quick question okay, real quick. Okay, but, but let, me, let me say this. Clearly, this is what was the problem with that. Because it wasn't a black man, a one black man sitting there holding in the a Bible. bucket in the yeah. Bible. Yeah. Clearly, it was the disciples that was my question. who had the fish in the bread. And it was not one hungry looking black man. So here, Jesus is talking to the disciples, telling them that we got to feed these people. 
And they saying, we, we can't feed him. He said, yes, you can't bring it to me. Let me bless it. And he says, look, we only got two fishes and five loaves of bread. Now, this is the disciples talking to Christ. But in this particular shop right here, you got a black man looking impoverished and poor standing there holding uh, some fish looking like he hungry. And then you're saying, look, hey, look, Jesus do miracles. So they're, they're at, they're, they lie when they say that it's Jesus' exact walk of what he did. If, no, you got to make choices. Right. You yeah, but choices on are you making choice on who you're going to multiply the fish and bread to? Right. That's, that's basically what it is because if you All do right. Another question. But, 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 but let me say this too. Let me One say more. this too. Let me say this. Let me say this. I'm gonna let you get there. Get it. As I was looking at the reviews, and the reason why it's going so crazy and blasphemies, I was looking. Do you know what the greatest debate was in those reviews? His skin color. That's what I was gonna ask. What color were Jesus hands? What color? And when they put the skin color out there, and they and they said it, and, and Jesus color in the in the game was clearly pale complected and it was my Caucasian brothers who I love dearly but the truth of the matter of it is is that our Bible does not teach us that that's what his skin looks like that's a he whole other controversy he got hair like so if you go to Revelations 1 14 and 15 there we go. it says his ah, head ah, and his hairs were white like wool as white as snow no. and his eyes were as a flame of fire 15 says, and his feet was like unto fine brass, as if they burned a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. Anybody know what a brass look like? And if you burn it, they also understand what a brass, what that looks like. Very black. Now, I'm not being funny or predators or racist. We know this is a great debate. But the truth of the matter of it is, is that our Bible tells us that he was dark complected. And we know clearly up under this hair piece I got, my hair looks like wool, okay? Come on now, so, and I sometimes, I mean, I'm wearing it straight today, okay? Because I just have embraced it, my American culture, based on what the Bible told me, that we were going to be sold into slavery. And you were going to come to a Gentile nation, and you was going to be forced to live out their ways. And so I am okay with being cursed that God had cursed my people. Because of our disobedience towards him And we had to come to an unfamiliar place And we had to adapt to their ways Of the enemies of God at that moment And so I have gotten very well And I had gotten paid very well Of adapting to their views And so I was wearing straight hair But clearly it was war And if I go into Job 30.30 Job said I was a black man If I go into Songs of Solomon Songs of Solomon said I was a black man And I'm not saying that to disprove anybody But what I'm saying is If you know your history Then you will understand That the Bible came for all people But it was once chosen for a particular Group of people And Jesus just happened to look like my skin Now with that being said If you did Pick a picture that does not look like him. You make the gospel a lie. And the Bible clearly says in Matthew, if you come preaching another Christ that's not the Christ that we preach, you are a liar. And I truly understand why that picture may have to be implemented because most of my Caucasian sisters and brothers wouldn't probably even serve based on where they came from. They would probably never serve under Christianity if they knew that Christianity Savior happened to look like a dark-skinned man. 
Now, say what you want, but the truth of the matter is in your Bible, and we know the racists, the white supremacists, we know the things that goes on, and so we truly understand why maybe somebody had to take the picture and, 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 and redo it so that people can come in and feel comfortable. And guess what? If I've been yeah. comfortable living like that and walking into places where he looked like other than the Bible, if I've been comfortable with it, everybody should be comfortable with knowing the truth. And that's why I have a problem with the game is because it's not truly depicting the truth of his character or depicting the truth of what really happened and those particular scenarios. So when you get your facts right and you put it the right way, then I might play it. Other than that, I'm not playing. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because you might find yourself. Trigger fingers, bullets are bad for your health. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Don't play the game. All right. Boycott the game. Nobody can be Jesus but Jesus. How about that? That's right. I know Jesus Junkie gonna play it, but that's all right. I'm going to. (laughs) (laughs) We just want to end the news today and say uh, rest in peace to Reynard. Bonk. Yeah. He uh, was known as the Billy Graham of Africa. He uh, he just died this last week. He was uh, 79, and for six decades, for 60 years, wow. the German-born preacher crisscrossed the African continent preaching the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, just want to end that with just a rest in peace, and you will be missed. You've done many of God's work on this while you were here, and. We know you're up in heaven with a big old crown on your head. Why do we say rest in peace when they're in pleasure in heaven right now? Well, they're also in peace. They're finally peaceful. Oh, yeah, the peace. Rest in your peace and your pleasure and your treasures. They're not resting. They're up there partying right now with God, bro. That's still rest. (laughs) Well, you know. That's still yeah, rest. That's a whole nother compared topic. To, compared to we get to down here, it's rest. I'd Remember rather... when Lazarus was dead? Mm-hmm. And what did Jesus say? When when they thought he was dead, he was dead. But when they came to Jesus and said he was dead, what did Jesus say? They say he was sleeping. He was sleeping. Yeah. Remember when 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 Solid when um, um, Samuel got woken up from the dead by Saul? And what did he say? I don't remember. Okay, he said, Saul, why have you come to wake me? When Saul went and consulted with a medium to wake up Samuel because he wanted to know why was his kingdom being stripped from him. And then he went to go wake him up and was interested in that story. Samuel came forth. And what happened was the medium got scared because mediums would be killed by kings if they knew that they were operating in that. So she went to go wake up not knowing she's waking up Samuel. And when Samuel came forth and said, why are you waking me up, Saul? What, you can't hear? You can't hear from God. Yeah, he bought to strip you of your kingdom. What was so interesting about that was, how did he wake him up and he was still able to tell him what was going on? Wow. But then as soon as the medium realized it was a king, she stopped it and shut it off because she knew she was talking to a king to a king. But I'm going to get off that subject. <laughs> I'm going to get off you, of that. You will be missed, Pastor. Right. You, you will be missed. Well. And here we go. Let's go to politics. To politics. To politics. To politics. Production to politics. 
just real briefly in politics this week, I want to talk about what went down on Tuesday with two articles of impeachment being brought to the House. And um, the two articles were saying that President Trump has um, has abused his power, a derelict of power, and also that he is coerced with the Ukraine government in investigating his opponents for the upcoming election and especially with uh, the investigation of Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden Um, I just want to say this in my opinion this is a big waste of time, this is a big waste of government dollars to hold these proceedings they've been looking to impeach this man since day one, they've been looking uh, to look for the coercion with, with the Russian government nothing was found on him, the attorney general, the investigative attorney general also said that he, he can't find the evidence, it, it, you know, what he did. And if he can't talk to a nation, especially about a politician maybe doing something wrong, then what's the point of having a president uh, looking after the nation to make sure that we're not governed by corrupt agents? That's how I look at it. There's so much corruption in our government right now right. that... I, I believe that we put President Trump there for a reason. He was voted in by the people, uh, and he was voted there because he was not corrupt. He wasn't owned by any big industry. He wasn't owned by anybody looking for favors. He came in on his own, and now that nobody owns him, and he's pulling out, he's pulling cards on people, saying, "I got you, I got you. You're doing shady stuff." They're trying to impeach him on it. So it's a big waste of time. Hopefully. The votes go the right way. Hopefully, people really think about this, and I hope the people will speak up finally and say this is just wrong. And the, it's wrong. This whole thing is is a waste. There's so much that we could be doing in this country with that time and that money that's being used for investigations right now on impeachment. That it, the whole thing is wrong. The whole thing. That's all I have to say about. That. I mean, you and, and it's you know you got it's, it's kind of going both ways right now. You got supporters and not supporters. It's kind of like fifty fifty on a poll of people who is kind of like saying yes, it should happen. People versus the ones that saying it's, it shouldn't happen. You know, so it's it's, it's, it's something else. It's something else. So we'll see what happens. Um, we already know that if God put them in there, guess what? He ain't going nowhere. Bottom line. And so no matter what you do, you know what I mean? No matter what weapon formed against you, God says ultimately it's not going to prosper. Amen. So if God put Trump in that office to continue to do what he's doing, the weapons will be formed, but they won't prosper. I just think of since day one he's been in office, they've been doing nothing but investigating him so they could impeach him. This is not like the first time we've heard about this in the three years he's been president. I mean, but think about it. He did I mean, it's obvious. And it's, But think about how he got in there, if you want to be honest. I mean, he don't have no type of political background like that. This man was doing the Trump show. He was having a good time. I mean, so of course he was going to always be under that scrutiny because, number one, you're still trying to figure out, are you serious? Remember that episode? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. how did he really even make it to the White House? That, number one, goes to show you God divine favor. Because this man came through another way. And then, Rob, you help me understand that he used his own money for his own campaign. Right. And that, you know, this man, I mean, $100,000 that, that he's getting every so quarterly. And 400 this man is worth so much more than that, that he's, he, he's even willing not to even really take a pay for it. So he didn't come in there with the motive of money. He didn't come in there with the motive of being 
bought, he couldn't be bought, you know? And so the way that God allowed him to come in was divine connection. Because there was no other way you can come without a background, without the education, without the know. You, you couldn't. And the way he came through there, you got to know that's God, whether you like it or not. You're definitely right about that. And <laughs> the thing about Trump being voted, it was the people were sick of all this corruption. You know, right before the election uh, in 2016, you know, he was running against Hillary Clinton. Clinton. She had the whole Benghazi um, controversy behind her with emails and things like that. Right. Letting soldiers die over there, letting people just be put in the line of fire. Right. And she's corrupt. I mean, there's so much that's going on right now. Even she's not even in an office right now, but they're talking about how corrupt she is and things that's been going on. We're not going to mention anything, Jeffrey Epstein. But we're not going to mention <laughs> about. <laughs> Go Hollywood. We're not going to mention all that stuff, but. Right. It's just people are sick of corruption, and one part, both party has corruption in it. I'm not saying that one's better than the other, but I'm saying that Donald Trump is represented by the Republican Party, and their ideals line up with more Christian ideals than they do non-Christian ideals. So I support them. And just now, he said this week when they did the, the, the Christmas tree lighting at the White House, he says, "Let's remember the birth." It's about Jesus. They lit the cross on the tree and they said, this is what it's about. It's about Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. I don't think I've ever heard in my lifetime a president or or seen, and I'm, you know, more of an adult now and don't remember as a kid, maybe George Bush or uh, even uh, George W. Bush, because, you know, they come from a Christian background too, but... This man is not afraid in the White House in this day and age to say the name Jesus Christ. You ain't gonna hear no He backs up Israel. Right. Stands for Israel. That's it. That in itself is enough to prove this is God ordained. And that's another thing is that he's actually. We want to talk about biblical prophecy and things. That's right. Right. He's actually getting other countries in line to to protect Israel. The the president of Guatemala just said that that they back Israel. They moved their embassy to Jerusalem and said, we're going to protect Israel. We're going to fight with Israel. That means they fight with us. And more and more people will come to see. And it's it's coming soon. I'm telling you that right now. Rob, I have to ask you this. Um, the, The evidence that they have against him, does it have to be... Like like a, a, a state and federal case, it would be evidence beyond a reasonable doubt that he is the exact one that did it, or could it be a member of his party or somebody that he told do something? I don't. Or think, does it I have to be exactly him? I don't think that there's a. Um, I have to look into this more, but I don't think he's even denying the things that he said that they that he did. But it says the wording they're using that he did. He's never he's never said I never talked to the Ukraine. And this is what it's all about now. Talking to the president of the ukraine to investigate joe biden because of um money laundering basically mm, right. through shell corporations in the ukraine mm-hmm. and the president of the ukraine which is a new president to president over there is trying to get the corruption out of his country Ruggedy. so awesome. working yeah, together yeah, to get yeah, that yeah, done and now these corrupt criminal politicians are being the spotlight's being put on them and they don't like it right. and that's the problem and then they're getting their parties to you know, go to bat for them, and it just looks even worse. They're they're, they're trying this. They're wasting time and money. That's all I'm saying. I'm a taxpayer. That's what I look at. My tax dollars goes to the the government, and I want to see it being used on more productive things. 
That's how I look at it. Amen. Bump you, put a gig. <laughs> we interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Entertainment. All right. Hey. Entertainment. Entertainment. All right. This is our entertainment news. I want to talk about real briefly that uh, a hero of mine, I guess I can call it hero, it's not an idol, right? He can still be a right, hero. He be a- yeah, he's a hero. <laughs> Manny Ramirez, Ramirez, formerly of the Boston Red Sox, who led the Red Sox to a World Series victory in 2004, the first victory in 89 years. Yay, Red Sox! Um, he has recently come out and said that he has come to Christ, that he is yes. he's going to hospitals and he's preaching the gospel Thank of you, Jesus. Jesus. Yes. Yes, and it's, it's just so great to see some of these celebrities that are coming out and, Absolutely. you know, and, and proclaiming that Jesus is king, Absolutely. Kanye. And, and, this, and this, this is the same thing. We've got a baseball player who is highly recognized within the baseball world, right. not only for the team that he played for, but just worldwide, comes from the Dominican Republic. Um, I mean, and, and was such a bad boy of baseball, too. You know, one of the guys that, you know, was always not getting into trouble, but you wouldn't think that, uh, I wouldn't think right now in this day and age that I'd be saying Manny Ramirez has come to Christ. Pitchers and, did not want to hit him with the ball. No, man. My man would yeah. smack him off the park. So <laughs> I just want to congratulate him. He's yeah, my amen. brother in Christ now. I can't wait to get his autograph in heaven. You know, Rob, what I like about this article, it says that he turned his life around and he's studying God's word Absolutely. and sharing the good news with others. Absolutely. That is what Jesus tells us to do. And Be disciples of nations. apologizing openly for some of his past mistakes as well. And I think that's what that's coming right. to Christ calls us to do is to repent. That's right. And he's operating in repentance and he's actually, you know, um, telling people his testimonies. And the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and that's the how word. We do it. Forgiveness and amends. Amen. In other entertainment news, Kanye West has replaced John Christ Uh to headline Christian (laughs) News Conference. This is a a pretty big story because John Christ, we we talked about in another episode earlier on, his controversy with his um, womanizing and uh, I believe there was some drinking and whatever involved there. And, you know, to be uh, a Christian leader, you know, he was transparent about it, Mm -hmm. getting the help he needs. But the last thing he needs to be doing is overloading his schedule with right. things and you know he needs to come back and get his stuff together you do a reset basically yep. and it's not it's <laughs> great to have someone like kanye west to step up right and do something like this you know we we haven't been talking about him the last couple of weeks because he's been he's been kind of keeping it quiet which is was a good thing it's kind of nice <laughs> i know this last uh this last week he was down in miami he did a sunday service in miami um I, I looked at some of the videos of it. He did a pretty good job with his his music, and and um, I can't talk enough about Kanye this year because you know when you're proclaiming Jesus is King, there's nothing wrong with that. That's right, uh, amen. So, congratulations to Kanye for taking a step into leadership. Kanye said he's been delivered 
but he's on a growth journey with Absolutely. Jesus. And you know what? And that's what I was going to say. I think we talked about that last time. And I said, you know, when he went to Joel Olstein Church and I said, you know, this is not the time to throw him out there on that platform, but this is the time for him to take on the yoke of Christ and learn of him. And so he has to be disciple. And in order to be disciple, you have to learn about Christ before you really can actually fully, not only just follow him, but begin to speak that word the way that you effectively want to. So sometimes I don't realize when I'm agreeing with Michelle and I'm shaking my head. Yes. <laughs> yeah, nobody can nope, see nobody, you. Nope, I'm sitting here silently agreeing with her because I don't want to say yes, yes, and talk over it. But and then, and then. I, I agree. I concur. I concur. What I like about the article too, I read Kanye says after prayer and deliberation, pause. This is what people need to do before you make decisions. Pray, yes. meditate, yes. listen to the voice of God, and then act on what the Holy Spirit Amen. tells you to do. That's what he did. He told the man, I don't want to consider it that I'm coming. I'm coming. That's what he tells him. Amen. Wes told the pastor, I'll be there in January for the conference. Amen. He prayed on it. He listened to the voice of God and acted on it. That is a little bit it's more right than baby Christianity. I'm yeah. Give it, it to is. him. He's, he's growing up. He's growing. He's growing. He took his pampers off and he's got some Levi's now. He's Absolutely. Growing. He's, he's growing. growing. And you all know, but we all know that even in this faith, that we must stay connected to the branch. Stay right. connected to the vine. Stay connected to that tree. Because if we get disconnected, and a lot of times you can get disconnected because you get so caught up into the hype of what's going on and the platforms of what's going on that you don't have enough time to stay connected to the word. So, you know, good good job, Kanye. I'm proud of him. I yeah. love him. Always Amen, Kanye. Him. Keep it up. That's love right. you, Yeezy. All right. And, and our final story of the night in entertainment, we're going to talk real briefly. We just, uh, as a group, watched a trailer for a Netflix show <laughs> coming out in January called Messiah. Mm. And I believe this is on the same level of controversy that the video game we just discussed earlier on the show is going <laughs> right. to be on. Because Watch a lot out. of people uh-huh. are going to have their different opinions about it and receive it in different ways and um you know the bible talks about that jesus is not going to come back and be on earth like that and the the way that you need to go to youtube or go to netflix and look at the um the trailer for this and understand what we're talking about it's jesus basically in modern times wow and i know they've done some movies like this before and it's been you know, there was a movie in the '90s called Joshua. And I know that Fox did a couple years ago. Tyler Perry did The Passion, which was a musical of Jesus' life in modern times. You know, depicting New Orleans as Jerusalem, and it was pretty cool to see. It didn't change from the Word of God, though. Right. They did the, the 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 play out, but they just did it in modern times. But this. This looks uh, very controversial. It looks pretty creepy. Jesus is disappearing from jail. Right. That's what I saw <laughs> it, it was. I was so many times sitting incarcerated, I just wanted to disappear out of there. <laughs> it was like he was in there. We saw him. How did this happen? He's gone. Seriously. Right. So Jesus is coming doing magical powers now. He's just, you know. Well, you know, when we talked about this earlier, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Trigger Preacher fired off, and she was like, no, this is the Antichrist. This is the Antichrist right here. Right. you got to beware, because the Bible says clearly when the antichrist comes back he's gonna perform miracles yes he does he might even do some magical stuff he yes, might he make does. a yo-yo disappear he might do something really cool yeah. but Jesus. know that the bible says this that 
That is the Antichrist. The Messiah has already came. This movie is That's right. Right. I'm going to play the game because the game, the game, the game, the game is Jesus. This is, this is a made up guy coming back. Messiah already came and died and resurrected from me. I mean, even if we know we're talking about this and about this particular movie, but Matthews 24, 23 says that at the time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah or there he is. Do not believe it. Why? Because the Bible says that when he come, baby, there ain't going to be no second guess. There ain't going to be no, is this him? He's not coming back to do the same thing he did before he left to come and perform the miracles. He said, I'm coming. I'm right in here with my boys. We coming with trumpets. We coming through. You going to be, some folks going to be going up and there's going to be some things going on. Some folks going to be disappearing. You ain't going to have the question, is he out the east, on the west, mm-hmm. the south, or the north? He going to be coming to east, the west, the south, the north. He going to be seen from all over the world when you look up and hear him. He going to be coming on that cloud. On that so. cloud, on that cloud, on that if you ain't saved, don't get dressed because you ain't going. You ain't going. <laughs> since, since Rob wouldn't let us do our own look, we're going to do it some kind of way. And that's it for the news. We'll see you all yes. in the new year. Yes. Every touchdown. Puts inside 10, 5, touchdown. Every basket. Here's Middleton. Every pitch. Swing and a final. If it happened this weekend sports, they've got it covered. Hello everybody and welcome to the Way Today podcast. A lot of stuff going on today with sports to catch up on, so we're going to start with the NFLs always. We're going to go from Thursday night football game, which is the Cowboys and the Bears. Uh, the Bears pull it out against the Cowboys at home, 31-24. to This is their third game in a row that the Cowboys have lost. Uh, what's your reaction to this? My reaction to this is that this team is no longer in playoff talks, in my opinion. At least, and even if they even do, even, 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 even they're technically in. Okay, but let's say they do go, okay? How far are they really going to go? They're not. They're not. I give. I give you the first round. Second, if you're lucky. But um, what what does this mean for the Bears? I mean, it means Mitchell Trubisky did something against a mediocre team. So I mean, I can't. We can't say a lot, but we're not going to dismiss the performance he did. We're not going to dismiss everything. The amount of touchdowns he got and the the amount of clutch plays he made. So I mean, yeah, it's just Dallas needs to step it up. Alrighty, the next uh game we're going to go over is the Ravens and the Bills. Ravens continue on this monstrous streak, uh, streak as they yet again have another test against formidable defense. Uh, Lamar Jackson not as hot as his last games. Uh, however, he does come out with the win with the team. 24-17. to What an amazing game by them yet again. Uh, another game that we're going to go over is the probably the best game. Uh, 49ers just keep getting it done as Jimmy G in the fourth quarter hits George Kittle for their for the score to go up and finish 48 to 46 against the New Orleans Saints at home. Are the 49ers ready for the Super Bowl? If that time comes. If that time if that if that time comes, okay. And you have to go up against the competition of the Saints, okay? I, I really, you guys are cutting it very, very close. You look at the last couple games, I think they won by a field goal. You look at this game, they're winning by two points. 
I'm not saying the clutch factor isn't being tested here and succeeded, but when you look at how close you're cutting it with these good teams, when it comes crunch time in the playoffs or the or the conference finals or or even the Super Bowl, what is it going to be? Is it going to be that? Are you going to be able to withstand that pressure? A lot of people have. Uh left everybody alone except Jimmy G and now Jimmy G the over a hundred million dollar man is proven with this whole team it is the complete package and it is 100% ready to face absolutely everybody and everything and no matter what environment you gotta throw them in they're gonna get it done you do. you, no matter what you got, you got Boza Kittle Sherman it's him it's just stacks on stacks on stacks of people so. and now Jimmy G uh, next game we're going to go over is the um, Titans and the Raiders game. Titans, uh, they might be able to go to the playoffs they, they, if they continue to go on the streak 42-21, to 21, uh, making me look like a fool talking about the Raiders going to the playoffs. It's, it's getting very tough right now. And the Titans just absolutely came out of nowhere ever since the change of quarterback. We'd never think that Ryan Tannehill was lighting it up, but he's been doing pretty good these past couple of weeks. Uh, another game, one of the highlight, uh, one of the premier games of uh, week 14 was the as the Chiefs at Patriots, and just like they did two years ago in 2017, the Chiefs beat the Patriots at home for the second time ever after a 21 game winning streak at home with the New England Patriots after some supposed bogus calls on their call, on their side for Foxborough. Uh, Chiefs win 23-16. What a game by that defense. Uh, what are your thoughts about that game? Um, I feel that, I mean, I'm not going to say that Ankeel Harry, I, from from the looks of the replay, okay, Ankeel had the catch from, from my perspective, okay? But at the end of the day, we can't let that affect our game, or their, their game, excuse me. And so, um, yeah, I just... That's that's another time that they are now losing. I think what that's that's two straight now. Yeah, it's two straight, and that's rare. That's rare, for, especially for a team that has extremely high standards. Um, probably gonna imagine that Tom Brady is not happy right now, especially no. with the officiating not going their way. But I mean, who's complaining in the NFL, right? Uh, and then the Monday night game. You guys were staying up for this one, right? I know I was. Uh, lies. No, I actually was. I actually was. But a lot of people were. As the Giants lose to the Eagles in overtime, uh, Eagles win 23-17. to uh, This NFC East race, no one wants to win. Listen, th- no, but <laughs> Nobody this... Nobody wants to win. This, this was a <laughs> the shootout. The whole NFC East is just not... That was not a shootout. The, shootouts no, are what the Saints and the, and the listen, 49ers And that were. was a good comeback <laughs> as well. It was a good comeback, but against the two, now a 2-11 team, yeah. that's not impressive. So clearly the Cowboys and Eagles are just like, no, you have it. No, you have it. No, you have it. I was, my personal opinion, I think the Cowboys are going to run away with it because the Eagles are too hurt. They lost Lane Johnson and Alshon Jeffrey. So now you have absolutely nobody. And Jordan Howard isn't coming back. Boston Scott... Uh, he showed out, but there's just not much to work with when you're the Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz isn't doing so hot. But I mean, you've seen those receivers dropping those passes. It was clear in their hands and they're dropping those passes. NBA, NBA, NBA. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a weekend it was for the NBA. Uh, Lakers 
on Friday against the Trailblazers. It's LeBron versus Melo, but wasn't much by the whole team. Wasn't much by Melo, unfortunately, uh, as the Lakers win 136 to 113. Uh, the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, continue their win streak uh, as they beat up the Clippers 119 to 91. Uh, who's gonna get this out the way? Is is is, is Giannis the MVP out of everybody? Listen, of James Harden and everybody. I well, right now, as the as the race presumes, Giannis is number one, Doncic is number two, or and, and LeBron's number three. Right. So I'm not gonna argue with that. I'm not gonna argue because every all of them will show out, and you can replace it, it, spots with either. You know, uh, we've gone back and forth with this, but. I mean, you're gonna have to throw Cat in there. You're gonna have to throw Ed in there. Siakam. You have to throw G- Siakam in there. Siakam in there. Siakam. You know, for I him. Siakam he's, he's, MVP. He's he's number eight. He's number you're eight. Gonna to, you're gonna have to throw James Harden in there. The of numbers course. Are numbers. You know. So maybe you can throw Russell Westbrook in there if he gets a little bit better. Nah, but he's shooting. I don't know. It's not efficient it's, enough. But you know, it just goes. Um, I apologize. I forgot to mention this. Uh, I know we just got done talking about NFL. But the Saints, uh, linebacker, Demario Davis. You guys remember when he had the appeal uh, uh, he had the appeal against the um, NFL with wearing the Men of God headbands? Well, now ever since he won that case weeks ago, he's now started a business handing, uh, with people buying Man of God, Child of God, and Woman of God headbands all throughout every single game and donating a big portion of that money to multiple charities in need. What an amazing sight to see by one of the best, honestly. Even though despite they, they lost that game, uh, is De- DeMario Davis is one of the best linebackers out there. And what a better way to represent than to have man of God, child of God, and woman of God headbands representing Christ on the front lines. Just like he does. Yeah, Amazing. no, it's, it's insane for a person at his platform to, to put himself out there like that every single time, every single game, to put himself out there and express the love of God, you know, making these headbands and then whatever profits are generated, giving them back to charities in need. In need that's insane, and it just shows that there's blessings on blessings. Exactly. Uh, sorry to bring the mood down, but uh, on Saturday... <laughs> 76ers for 141 Cavaliers 94. Listen. Do some of these teams need to hang it up? No, teams no, like no, the no, no, no. Teams listen. like the Cavs listen. flexing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> on the last he said, like, he what said, are you doing? No, listen. He said, you're flexing. You got a th- you lose it by a thousand points. That God, is not a lie. True. If you go back and look at those, what was it, the last couple last, of minutes of yeah. the fourth quarter? You will. That announcer said that. I think some I can, things I, you just can't take I think away. It was, it was, just, I think it was some scrub off the bench too, dude. Like, do wow, teams eat, like the Knicks and the Cavs need to be deleted off the NBA? <laughs> it's, oh, man. it's just embarrassing for some of these teams, and I feel bad. But some of these teams, they're springing up, just like the Suns, even though they're not the best. An eighth seed is an eighth seed, and if the playoffs were to be cut right now, teams like them are in the playoffs, as well as. Um, struggling teams like the uh, Brooklyn Nets, who kind of picked it up over the weekend. As Sunday, they beat the Denver Nuggets, hundred five to hundred two. Well, remember they're injured and they don't have DeAndre. They don't have DeAndre Jordan. They don't have Kyrie. And I don't even was Dinwiddie back this game. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I think Dinwiddie's sure. back. 
Oh, yeah. they don't have Karis LeVert? Right. So they have four stars about that are not 1,000%. Right. Well, so they got their third victory. Against what? I think what? The Nuggets are like third or fourth seed right, right. now? Right. So, I mean, the, you know, the Nets, they're, they're showing their resiliency. Um, here we go. Now the 76ers get it right against the Raptors. Instead of Joel Embiid scoring zero, uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, well, Harris scores 26 and Thibault scores 20 as the 76ers beat the Raptors 110 to 104. They get it done right this time. And Joel Embiid, uh, he doesn't do much better. He gets 10 points, but it's better than nothing at Raptors. Now the next time they meet, you gotta get more uh, at Raptors. <laughs> Dude, they sent you crying. Like, let, let's like if I if you sent me home crying after a game, am I supposed to not? Right, I'm come pretty back sure the better? next time I come in Toronto, I'm dropping forty on. I'm saying. Uh, speaking of people dropping forty, somebody dropped fifty. Uh, and you know it wasn't Giannis. He did that a while ago. It was Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis against the Timberwolves at home, 142 to 125, and even though AD was lit that whole game. That does not overshadow people like Alex Caruso playing the full game, dropping 16, having high efficiency from the bench. And then LeBron James, GOAT James, uh, near perfect from three, 32 points. I mean, how far can this Lakers team go? I don't know. I just know that this is potentially a um, NBA Finals team and that this shows that this team has... It just shows that this team has a lot of potential to go to the finals. It has a lot of potential to do good things. You know, these two just at LeBron and AD just averaged 32 or 82 points com, uh, combined together. This is the first time they've done that since Kobe and Shaq were a thing. So this is just insane. And they've what 21 and three now. So I mean, hey, Bucks versus. Uh, Lakers in the finals could that happen. would be amazing. It would be insane. We know what the Lakers role players can do. How deep can they go? If this were to happen as an NBA Finals match, how deep were they go? And how much can Giannis rely on his uh, other players? Because the Lakers have so much depth, and they have a better. How much they, can you trust them? They have better big men. I mean, right. Ilovasova isn't something to sneeze at. Right. And I mean, Lopez you, you have. Something to sneeze at. They, they, I mean, they, they are, Johnson, but. Johnson's his brother. No, they, they definitely are. I'm just saying, when it's compared to Dwight Howard, JaVel McGee, Kyle Kuzma. Right. Some you know? Vets. See, exactly. <laughs> that it's, are way more, way more and And one, uh, and one, uh, and Antetokounmpo brother. Right. We, that, and the finals experience. Exactly. Yeah, no. But uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This will be the last show of 2019 for um, the sports. So thank you so much for tuning in. And God bless you guys. Merry Christmas. And we'll see you in 2020. So for our final interview of the year, I got to interview my man C-Blood. C-Blood Too Cool. Uh, You can follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Patreon. Patreon is where he's trying to actually get some money raised, so he wants to make an app to help teenage believers stay strong. He's got some ideas. 
I would suggest that you go on and support him as much as you can. Amen. Amen. Um, we talked about some things, and he was he was a great interview, man. We talked about uh, Kanye West. We talked yeah. about the struggles of youth. We mm-hmm. talked about uh, sexual immoralities with the youth. We talked about drug use. Uh, and we talked about his feelings on Christmas. So it was a good interview. It went a little longer than I wanted to, but hey, man, he was a good interview. That's right. So here we go with the interview with Blood. You know, it's a really, it's really a deep question. Thank you very much. I'm very excited. Please welcome our guest here tonight. Special guest this week is Sea Blood, coming from South Carolina. We're in South Carolina, you Sea Blood. What's good, man? I'm, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Okay. So you, I, you know, you your your music is real. It, it's newer. You know, it's not. It, it's something for the youth to get into. And I know you're real big on, you know, reaching out to the youth and things like that. I've watched a lot of your videos and I've listened to a lot of your music. And I know it's a lot of new school stuff. So I think that's pretty cool that, you know, some of the Christian hip hop uh, out today. Not all of it, but it's kind of old school. You know, '90s type hip hop yeah. which you know I can get into but the mm-hmm. kids some of the kids don't feel that so I kind of appreciate you kind of doing something new and different in Christian hip hop with stuff like that oh yeah man appreciate it man I think um yeah I, I grew up listening to Christian hip hop literally since the 90s cause my dad was listening to it so um for me man I just I know that it's a language and you know of course the the times are changing you know and I'm I, I'm I'm blessed enough to be in a, a period where I'm not I'm not so new school that you know like a lot of new school music doesn't have any substance really right right <laughs> so I don't have that problem but I'm, I'm young enough to you know what I'm saying to still relate and, and and have that type of sound when I need to, and to adapt you know what I'm saying so That's yeah good. man it's definitely been a great a great tool um, music is a great tool. Um, well, my two other hosts on the show, we have Michelle and we have Brother Brandley. And Brother Brandley is a huge fan of yours. He's a huge mm-hmm. fan of your videos. Uh, he had a couple questions he wanted me to ask. And uh, one of them was, just, he, he said he's, you know, he's honored that you're so bold in your videos to speak about certain things with the youth. And uh, he, yeah. he wanted to know how God has moved you there to talk about things like, you know, masturbation and what has God done to move you in that direction after you've done this bold movement? Oh, right. Um, man, honestly, I think for, for me, um, ever since I ever got saved, like, and, and um, even before that, I just had the spirit that, like, I don't like to be defined, you know what I'm saying? Like, God, you know how God puts certain things in certain people, and he ends up pulling those things out of people after they get saved for his glory, you know? And so for me, I growing up, I, I just never liked being defined. I never liked the idea of... Uh, you know, having to um, uh, portray myself or this type of image to be accepted by other people. And then one time I was trying to do that and it didn't really work out well for me anyway. So now that I, you know, I did get saved, it, I started realizing, you know, um, in my personal world, like how imperfect I actually was. And then, you know, even though you're involved in church, you have this facade that everybody's good. You know, how you doing? Right. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Right. I'm good. How you doing? You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I was blessed enough that God really planted some people in my life, um, some of my homies, you know, um, and, and around, around 2011, you know what I'm saying, when I first started doing ministry, 
God just brought these people in my life and we were able to be transparent about our struggles and what we dealt with and things like that. And being in an atmosphere like that, that, that everyone around me is able to be transparent. It, it just helps me to be transparent, um, you know, with everyone else. Because honestly, I've been walking this walk for a long time. I've been doing stuff in the city for a long time, going hard for the gospel in my city, but God didn't blow me up as far as viral on the internet until mid-2017. So what people are getting from me now is something I've been doing for the last, you know, five years straight. And so now it's like, people are like, yo, you're just so bold and so transparent. I'm like, me and my homies, we talk about this, you know, all the time, me and people in the city, this is what's really going on. Yeah, we had abortion. Yeah, we caught STDs. Yeah, we deal with masturbation. Yeah, like that's real talk. I caught it right. twice on two different occasions. So like, what is it, you know, and when you're real like that, that's what draws people in to the gospel in the first place. We, we look at people like Paul and all these other people who killed Christians and who did this and who did that, but we don't talk about that stuff. Like, it's like we just skip over the fact that, yo, before they were this person, this is what they dealt with. And so we were somebody, you know what I'm saying? We dealt with certain things, but we're currently dealing with certain things. So at the end of the day, when you're real and, and you don't have no one to impress, you know what I'm saying, but God, really, you know? It's like, I can say whatever I want to say because at the end of the day, I'm just bold enough to say what you're, you're scared enough not to say. You know what I'm saying? And so, but there's liberty in Christ. So there's real freedom is walking that, you know? And that's what, you know, the Word of God says to do anyway, to move in boldness and to move and be transparent to your brothers and sisters in Christ and confess yeah. your sins to one another so it may lighten your, you know, it lightens your load, basically, and it, mm-hmm. it makes you become a better believer and say, wow, I'm not the only one dealing with this. I don't have no, to hide listen. this and be in shame or something that I've done. And yeah. that's, that's a beautiful and a thing within Christianity that I think a lot of, I think a lot of Christians kind of miss out on that because they feel they have to hide their sins to make it look mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm such a good Christian and I don't sin or, but it's, that's real, man. And that's, and it's, I, I feel honored enough just to be able to teach the youth once a month in my church. And yeah. I have a big bleeding heart for the youth and for what you do with the youth. I think it's amazing. Your videos, your music, like we just talked about is great. But, you know, you, you're in a situation right now in a, in a city where there's a lot of uh, evil. I, you know, I don't like to yeah. use that word, but, you know, you have a lot with, with Im- immoralities and drugs. So how do you yeah, deal yeah. with that in your in your environment? That's another thing Brother Bradley want to know, especially with the drug epidemic. What do you, How do you deal with stuff like that? I mean, honestly, man, like, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, drug epidemic is, is worldwide, man. It's crazy, crazy. It's crazy. Everybody's dealing with it. So everybody who listens to this call is going to be able to relate to this. But I think, um, for me, it's, it's, uh, you, you, when you understand, this is by studying the word, you know, and God giving me revelation on things, it's the fact that, like, we, we, we're in bondage to so many different things. And what people do is, you know, um, you know, we're slaves to, uh, the culture. We're slaves to impressing people. Most people who even start doing drugs, it's not because they start doing it. It's mostly because they are pressured some type of way. Like, yo, try this. And you feel like, alright, you know, there may be something you know you're not supposed to do, but at the end of the day, you're pressured and you get trapped into that thing in some type of way. I've been offered plenty of drugs. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, um, you know, I never actually partake, but I mean, it's there. So, for me, I think there's this aspect of understanding that, you know, um, that that we all have our vices, you know what I'm saying? We all have our things. 
And so, right. so when I step out into the world, like I got people, we would throw a party for Christ epidemic and people won't want to come because they're like, yo, I'm high right now. I'm like, well, who cares if you're high, come. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I think what, what overshadows all of this stuff is when, when you're when you're truly um, engrafted into Christ and you're really pressing towards that mark and, and you get these revelations and you see the freedom there is, um, you don't judge people for what they do. And what you do is you reach out to those people and they show, show that type of love that we're supposed to be known for as believers. And at the, at the end of the day, there's no pressure. The pressure, because a lot of times we use pressure, but pressure is not really what it's at. It's love. It's really like, Showing the the example, show the uh, the the uh, the result. So something my pastor taught me, Pastor Aaron Williams. He said, Carl. He said, Yo, man. When it came to race relations, drug anything, he was like, Yo, man. He said, Don't just talk about the problem. Be the solution. He said, More do you even talk about the problem? Just be the solution. Like be it. Walk out the solution. Right. So when I look at cats who are stuck on certain things or dealing with certain things or pressured into, you know, I got little cousins right now selling drugs. You know what I'm saying? They only 15, 16 years old. So I, I'm always hollering at them like, yo, man, yo, you don't got to do that, man. Because they see big cousin doing something else. And so it's me doing something else and being that light and being that example and representing God how I am that ultimately is what's going to pull them out of it more so than me telling them not to do something or try to shame them while they're doing something. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, as believers, we we have to take a stance that, you know, we have to be more strategic about how we move sometimes when it comes to certain situations. You know, and then ultimately we have to show that freedom because when they look at my life, people are like, man, I don't want to be on drugs. I want to be with you on. I want to. I want to sell drugs. I want to be on with you on. I'm like, word, like, hey, and guess what? All my homies, they did drugs too. You know what I'm saying? So right. when you when you you mixing in that transparency, like my best friend, she was high the day she got saved. She was high when she got saved. You know what I'm saying? Woke up that morning, smoked the blunt, went to church, got saved. So it's like. Tell that story. Say what it is. Say, oh, after I got saved, I got delivered from marijuana or drugs or cocaine or heroin after I got saved. You couldn't even hear that kind of story. You know, like, wait, huh? Like, yeah, you can get saved first and then get delivered later. See what I'm saying? It doesn't really happen. So let's let's say that kind of stuff, man. So that's my stance on that. So the big the big question in the, in the Christian hip hop game right now is, is the last couple of months Kanye West coming in and declaring you know Jesus King and dropping his album and doing his Sunday services. So is this something you're a supporter of? Of course, as a Christian, but would would you be open to doing music with him? Um. Okay. And let me let me ask because you're actually the first person I'm going to talk to about this. I'm not really. Wrote, I haven't wrote about this on Instagram, Facebook. People were like, yo, what do you think about Kanye? What do you think about Kanye? Let me say one general statement first, because now that I'm giving you this answer. Um, first of all, I believe that <laughs> a lot of the times, and, 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 and of course, of course, the, and I'm talking about the Christians. That's why I like to focus on us. The world does what the world does, all right? So that's, I'm not really worried or shocked by them most of the time. I mean, that, that's nasty. Right. Most of the time, of course, the heat we gain is from Christians, right? But I believe sometimes we believe that our discussion of a topic actually makes that topic um, actually equal to progression in the area. And sometimes the discussion really doesn't. Sometimes people just want to talk just to talk. So when I look online and when Kanye came out and everybody was talking about Kanye, I put up one post that was kind of in reference to it. I'm like, um, imagine if you're playing a, a, a basketball game, right? Imagine if I'm playing a basketball game for the 
you know, um, for the last five years playing this game of basketball. And then we get a new player. And in my mind, I'm like, yo, we get a new player. Like, oh, yo, we got a new player. You know, it's Kanye West. Right. I'm like, oh, word, that's what's up. All right, let's get back to the game. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm not right. even focused on, like, this big commotion. And what the commotion is about is because of celebrity. And a lot of the times, even Christian people, of course, the world gets caught in celebrity. But even us believers get caught in the celebrity of people. People get caught in the celebrity of me. You know what I'm saying? And so... I'm like, yo, I'm, I never really commented a couple because I'm like, yo, I have so much other stuff to be focused on. And at the end of the day, there's scripture for all this stuff. Like, I understand, and, and Christians argue about it. I don't argue because I understand both sides. Is it, is, it, is it wise of you to have a hope, you know, towards Kanye? Of course. Plenty of people have kept the gospel. You know what I'm saying? Plenty of people have kept the gospel. Uh, Snoop Dogg came out with an album not too long ago, a gospel album. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So, when, when you hear this, it's like, okay, yeah, that's, if you have a halt towards Kanye, do I knock you? No, I don't at all. But at the same time, if you're one of the people who like go Kanye, according to the scriptures, um, you know, saying how, you know, people can, you know, people can get saved, people can change, people can, you know, be genuine. Am I, if I'm, am I gonna knock you before Kanye? No, right. of course not. So, so at the end of the day, my thought process is, oh, Kanye said he's coming to the faith. All right, I'm going to pray for Kanye. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I want to edit anything that's edifying to the gospel. I listen to the album. The album is edifying to the gospel. You know what I'm saying? So ain't nothing wrong with that. So, but the, it, even in the word, it talks about, let's say if Kanye isn't for God. The word talks about, well, at least if, if they're preaching the gospel, uh, wrong, at least the gospel is getting preached. That's it's right. That's right. So that's in the Bible. So, like, even if they're not really far, if they're preaching the gospel, somebody hears the name Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Hey, well, glory to God. So, if that's difficult. But then you also got the other side where I think it was, um, it was James and somebody else. I can't remember. But anyway, I know the story was when, um, they were like, yo, Lord, we saw people casting out demons in your name. Um, healing people in your name and we they weren't with us so we were going to shut them down and Jesus said no don't do that he said don't shut them or don't put them down because he said if they're not against us then they're with us right so that whole story was about these two people who followed Jesus knew Jesus were doing ministry a certain way and they saw other people doing ministry and they pretty much was like yo y'all not with us y'all not doing it like us y'all not sounding like us y'all not you know what I'm saying not, so we're going to pass you down but uh, Jesus was like, don't do that. And a lot of people do that even with me. So when you see someone, and this is what I realized, this is a revelation God showed me. A lot of the times we as believers try to say, oh, we're trying to be in the spirit of correction. But we're really not trying to correct. We're just upset that someone's doing something different and we don't understand the full body of Christ. If I move like a, if I move like a hand and you're a knee in the body, of course we move different ways. But you can't tell the hand what to do because you don't even know how he's operating that. That's you right. You see somebody rapping the gospel and you you sing the gospel. You go to a, a Presbyterian church. I go to a non-denominational church. Right. Everybody's arguing with everybody, but you don't understand we're becoming all things to all men so that we may win some. And That's so true. you don't have the grace for your other, your other part of the body because you don't understand it. So now you're going around trying to cast it down. That's beautiful, man. Totally That's 
You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that, man, that, so. I mean, that's that, we talk about that a lot is division in Christianity over mm-hmm. dumb, dumb little beliefs here and there. You know what I mean? But you believe, yeah. you believe Jesus is your Savior. I believe He died on the cross for our sins. We're brothers. You know what I mean? You know, exactly. just because you like the color blue and I like the color red, you know what I mean? It doesn't make us different. Exactly. You know, and that's exactly. that, that's that's the beautiful thing about it. And I. I got one more thing to really ask you. Wait, um, let me. I didn't okay. ask you a question. You said if I would do a song with Kanye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you. Asked, I remember. I heard the question. I don't want to go through, but um, as of right now, uh, no, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do a song with Kanye. Okay. Um, for for me, um, it's not the fact that I'm against Kanye. It's just I don't. I don't feel. I'm, I don't feel like it's time for me. Like if Kanye was like, "Yo, let's do a song," like, nah, I wouldn't do one only because. For me, um, fruit, the fruit you bear, there's a longevity to this thing as well for me, for me to trust to that certain degree. Yeah. And people want to do songs right now. So all, all, always in my mind is, okay, once we do this song, I validated you. And so what happens after we're done with the song? What if you do go back? Not saying you will, not saying you won't. What if right. you And you can say the same thing about me. What if Carl falls out of the face? That's right. true. But at the end of the day, for where I'm at and how I'm positioned, I'm like, nah, you, when you're when you're fresh in, you know what I'm saying? Not saying it's bad, but when you're fresh in, there's a whole lot that you're learning. And people forget that the Bible calls these people's babies in Christ. Right. He calls it, you know what I'm saying? The Bible says um, these people are, uh, you know, um, are... You know, when, when, when we talk about, we say, well, you're, you're on milk, you're not on meat yet. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot that Kanye Kanye has to still learn. We all know that. He right. the whole Bible. But the great thing about it is he's genuine about, you know, as far as how he's speaking and what he's saying, that's cool. But as far as me connecting with him right now, like, nah, I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. That's unwise for me to do that. See what I'm saying? Like, in logical sense, that's unwise for me to do that. Because at the end of the day, I have to protect what God, the audience that God has given me. That's why I don't do no feature with nobody else, honestly. I haven't done no features yet, except for one, and that's with Jordan Armstrong. So I'm just like, yo, man, if God gives me a piece about it, I'll do it. But until then, I'm on my, I'm on this basketball game, man. I got points to score. So there you I'm go. Really, there you go. <laughs> you know, it's all good, man. There you and go. Lift up Kanye, though, so. Man. <laughs> We've been talking on this show last couple of weeks, uh, well, last month or so, we've talked about uh, who is Jesus, you know, we're uh, from our own perspectives, and we've transitioned this last week into talking about what is Christmas, because, you know, the Bible doesn't say anything about Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. itself being celebrated. There's been a movement I've been seeing online a lot, and I've been seeing on certain videos about how Christians, we shouldn't celebrate Christmas because it's not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. What's your stance on Christmas? What do you think Christmas is, and... Do you celebrate? Um, okay, so <laughs> this is a good question, man. I love this. <laughs> um, so let, 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 me, let me give you a uh, perspective. So we're in an age now where people want the truth, right? Right. Like, people don't celebrate Columbus Day no more because they hate it now. People really hate Columbus Day now because they're like, man, he didn't, he didn't discover America. We know the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, Native Americans were here. He really didn't discover it. Why do y'all keep teaching us that, you know, he discovered America? Like, he did. So, a lot of people hate Columbus Day. Matter of fact, um, this year right here, one of the states, I think it was, could have been Baltimore or something, 
replace Columbus Day with National uh, Native American Day or something like that. That was this year, 2019. Okay. So when it comes to things like Christmas, Easter, um, of course, you know, pagan holidays, people going to say it all day. Like, you know, we, we don't celebrate these things. You look to the backstories of both of those, um, how they got put into play. And one of the biggest lies that we've been taught, of course, is that Jesus was born on Christmas Day. We know he wasn't. Right. I don't know why people still say that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, back, like, I'm, I'm talking for a generation that's coming up. The, the reason why I'm effective is because I don't sugarcoat. I don't play, like, Christmas. We know Santa Claus was real. But the idea, like, there's people still out here saying that Christmas is Jesus' birthday. Right. Like, why are y'all still saying this? Like, you don't have to stop saying, because soon as you say that, people are like, hello, boy, here we go. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, now, when it comes down to celebration, now, you know, holidays, there's plenty of different holidays, Martin Luther King Day, President's Day, stuff like that, right? So, these are national holidays where we get to get off work, spend time with family, celebrate um, Thanksgiving, fall, or, you know, Christmas, wintertime, stuff like that. So when it comes to the idea of Christmas to me now, I mean, I grew up believing it was Jesus' birthday. When I found out was out, that wasn't true. I was super shocked. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's and it, it was like, what? My mom told me she was like, "Yo, Jesus was born on that day." I'm like, "Really?" She was like, "No, let me show you." You know, and I think Jesus was born supposed to like spring or something like that, or whatever. I can't remember. What it is. It's way to add up. I know it's the scripture you got to add it up the month, but it says when he was born. But um. So, yeah, when it comes to Christmas, man, I don't celebrate Jesus' birth on Christmas. Um, that's me personally. I don't. Um, and that's something new. That's probably been in the last three years. This is something I never actually even share with nobody. Um, but, I mean, this, here's another thing. I know people who do celebrate Jesus' birthday on Christmas. And are they, you know, am I kind of say like, oh, you're wrong for celebrating his birthday on this time of year? No. Um, I can't say that. You can celebrate someone's birthday any time of the year. You know what I'm saying? I know people who don't celebrate Jesus. I know people who celebrate just winter time. You know, the holidays, just, you know, winter, December, snow, jingle bells, you know? Um, so when it, when it, I know people who, um, who, uh, don't do Christmas trees. They put up crosses now, right, you know, right. with the wreaths on them, you know, and they do that. So they people who, I know people who give gifts and some people who don't. So, at the end of the day, I think um, Christmas itself, because it is a a day, and it's also a holiday. Like Christmas is a day. There's people who don't believe in Christmas, who don't celebrate Christmas at all, who are Muslim and stuff like that. They'll celebrate Christmas, but they're off on Christmas Day. See what I'm saying? So, right. at the end of the day, there's a difference between the day and the actual holiday of right. the meaning of you know what I'm saying so people and we have to learn to separate those two things so me personally um Christmas day I'm all for you know what I'm saying but as far as celebrating Christmas as the birth of Jesus Christ I do not celebrate Christmas as the birth of Jesus Christ because I know that's not it for me so but I do you know I do have a good time with my family you know we give gifts we show love I see it more as um for me personally as just uh, winter time and, and the truth of the matter is this right here Jesus wasn't born on Christmas Day so anybody who tried to, anybody who hears this <laughs> anybody, and, and I respect everybody what they do but I know people going when they hear they were like what but Jesus because they they're going to be in tradition but the truth of the matter is Jesus was not born on Christmas Day but if you do celebrate him on that day that's fine I believe like I believe so yeah 
Good. That's one metal. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. We appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, we hope you have a good holiday and a good time with your family, and we really appreciate it. And uh, be sure, you know, tell my listeners to check you out on Patreon. I know you're doing big things on there, trying to get money up to help support the youth with things and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, man. I, I really appreciate everything you're doing, man, and we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to come on the show. Oh, man, I appreciate it so much. Yeah, man, y'all, y'all please go on patreon.com backslash cool. Um, I'm trying to raise a $1,000. That's what we're really trying to do, get a constant $1,000 a month coming. So if you don't mind, get someone a dollar or two to that. I'm not trying to ask people for an arm and a leg. Please do that. And, of course, you got, um, you know, cbloodmusic.com, which all my music is on. But my music's on everything. So if you got Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, um, Amazon, it's everywhere. So just type it T.Blood and it'll come up. My latest, my album is Helium. My debut album is Helium and that's still out right now. So that's it. C-Blood too cool on anything or C-Blood? I'm the first one that pops up. So follow right. me on the Instagram and Snap. All right, yeah. All right, man. Much love. God bless. God bless you too. RP. So for my final movie review for the year, I'm going to go and tell you believers, you Christian believers, to watch Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. I really, I referenced this movie uh, last week. Um, I didn't do a review on it. It, I'm going to tell you, it's not a movie where you're going to sit down and see a lot of action or a lot of drama, but it's Kirk Cameron. Uh, explaining to his brother-in-law basically what the modern Christian traditions mean to believers and what they should mean. I thought it was a beautiful movie. I thought it's a way to take the modern Christian traditions and use a biblical base to it to support the Christmas holiday. There's been a lot of controversy lately that I've seen online and seen videos of why Christians shouldn't celebrate Christmas. And there's nothing in the Bible that says we should celebrate Christmas. We all know that Jesus was not born on December 25th. We know this. But we have taken this day out of all days of the year to celebrate the birth of our Savior. And that's what we're doing. We're celebrating at his his birth. We know it's not his birthday. But just take a look at the movie. It's on Amazon Prime. There's a couple different versions on YouTube you can watch for free. It's called Saving Christmas with Kirk Cameron. And that's it. Have a happy new year. A Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Do not forget to bake a cake and put 2,052 candles on it for Jesus. (laughs) Next next week will be our Christmas edition uh, episode where we have the youth come in. We're going to be doing that with them and have their perspective as young believers, what Christmas means, uh, what they believe in, uh, do they know who Santa Claus really was? What you know, all that good stuff. We're gonna do that all next week in the Christmas edition of the Way Today. And don't forget, Christmas Eve, we're doing a live stream on Facebook. If live you go stream. to the Way Today page, the Way Today on Facebook will be doing a candlelight service live stream from Common Ground Venue Church with our very own Pastor B. And that's it. God bless you all. God bless you. Happy New Year. See you next year. Merry Christmas. Bake your cake for Jesus. 
How many days go by in any given week that you don't open the Word of God? Days go by. You're busy. Listen to what he says. This book of the law, which would be the Bible to us, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. If you'll do that, he says, and you'll have success. Hey, what's up, Way Today family? It's your boy, Pastor Brian, a.k.a. Pastor Breezy from Common Ground Vineyard Church in Fort Pierce, Florida. And this is the word for you. This word comes out of Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. And what we find is that the birth of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1 causes much challenge, much struggle within the life of Joseph specifically. You see, the Bible says that Joseph, upon finding out that Mary was pregnant, found himself wanting to divorce her, wanting her to be put aside quietly. And he had planned how he would go about doing so. But an angel appeared to Joseph and the angel said, Joseph, don't put the woman away. Don't turn aside the baby because she is indeed pregnant. And what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And so what is very interesting and what we often take for granted is that Jesus came into this world in the incarnation as a human being, even really before he came through his mother's womb, Jesus was already stirring up challenges just at the understanding of his conception, just at the thought of his coming. And so as we celebrate this season uh, that surrounds Christmas time, a season known as Advent, we celebrate what is known as the inbreaking or incoming of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ tends to break in to our circumstances in a very miraculous yet challenging way. For Joseph, it challenged his perception of family, of religion, and even of marriage. Joseph just knew that things were going to work out with Mary and that he was going to do the traditional Hebrew wedding and they were going to have this wonderful connection and spend this time and, and be husband and wife and have children of their own. But he was thrown for a loop when he found that he would be raising a child that was not his own. And as a matter of fact, the child would be the son of the living God. So what Joseph was thrown into was a challenge. It was something that was very difficult for him to process. And then it was something that really threw things out of the normal circumstance. And how many times do we see that with the presence of Christ in our lives? 
Things don't go as we normally plan. Things don't go according to our thought process or our sense of what we would think would happen. But God, as he invites us to the presence of Christ and as Jesus Christ breaks in to our normal everyday We find that he turns our whole world upside down. Things change. Things change for the better, even if they are not as we thought they would be. You see, Jesus Christ coming into the lives of Joseph and Mary caused an adventure to come about. It caused them to reconsider everything. And that's what Jesus does with us. He causes us to reconsider all of our thoughts all of our ideas, all of our perceptions, all of what we would consider apart from his divine will for our lives. And so I want to encourage you as we celebrate this season, as more and more and more Christians embrace and celebrate the Advent season and even non-believers learn of the story of Jesus Christ and his coming, I want to invite you to remember that when Jesus comes, he doesn't just come and make us better people. He doesn't just come and try to change a couple of things in our lives. Jesus comes to completely transform and completely do a work of restructuring, reshaping, and of course, restoration and resurrection. So, I'm excited for what he's going to do in this season, and you should be as well. May God bless you. May God keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may you have the light of Christ during this holiday season. This has been Pastor B, and this has been the word for you. Thanks for tuning in. Stay in your Bible. And make sure you stay strong. Much love and God bless. See you next week. I'll keep pressing on toward the goal that's only by grace alone Sustaining me through the fire, the Savior's holding me close In a world that hates God and a culture that thinks I'm wrong For believing what scripture teaches, I'll keep on proclaiming Jesus But I am better than anyone else, I'm prone to fall And start wandering in my heart, but the Savior constantly draws Me back unto himself ever since he saved me from hell Now in the house of the Lord, I'll dwell even though I was a felon In God's sight, I get broken his law, right? So I naturally deserve to be burdened, it'd be right He saved me despite perversion and promised that he preserved me Now purposefully be swerving past all of the evil serpents Distractions that he be throwing at me Just hold to his holy majesty, cloaking his righteous robe So I have to be Killing sin and keep pressing on by his grace. Can't wait until the day I see Jesus Christ face to face.